The Hundred Marathon Club by Darren Smith. I've decided to take this one on the road. The Race to the King. And here I am recording in front of a studio audience. Well, a live audience. Well, runners all broken from the first half of the race just to see how it goes. Well, the issue is that this isn't the first half of the race. This isn't halfway because I come out two weeks ago, uh, long after we'd signed up, uh, thinking that it would be a marathon on day one and a marathon on day two. Um, the farmer decided that with COVID restrictions, yada, 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 that uh, he didn't want to be the start point. And so uh, Threshold uh, moved it to uh, the Goodwood Racecourse. The issue with the Goodwood Racecourse is that it is four miles closer to Winchester. So what we now have, rather than a marathon on day one and a marathon on day two, both counting towards the 100 Marathon Club, is 22 miles on day one and a 50k on day two. And what that means is day one, well, I have just finished uh, in lumpy, lumpy, lumpy rain and mud, counts for absolutely fuck all. On top of that, there are only two checkpoints. Um, uh, after having gone past two checkpoints, got to halfway, or not halfway as it's known as. Uh, and the food, to be fair, I wouldn't feed it to the dog. It was a, um, a polystyrene carton of pasta. Pasta was cooked okay in what could only be determined to be a can of tomatoes with a few bits of broccoli. Uh, there was no flavouring, no seasoning, no salt, no spices, no cheese. Nothing that would make this resemble what the Italians would class as their national dish. Um, fortunately, and I mean this, uh, there is a uh, pizza uh, purveyor outside and for £5 you can get yourself a pepperoni pizza and also some garlic bread, which I did. Uh, it's next to a bar, of which I've had multiple pints of San Miguel. Uh, and I will be camping, but suffice to say, uh, when it comes to day one, it was not day one from 2016. Um, day one from 2016 was, for start, 42k or 26 miles. This was 22 miles. Um, it was easier in some ways. The race itself was easier. I had a good clip. I would have massively beaten last year or the last time out, which is one of my targets. But I guess we'll never know. And to targets, I mean, let's let's let's, let's get back to brass tacks here. When it comes to a race you've already done before, the first target that you want to do, you want to reach, you want to beat, you want to surpass, is um, it's moving this moving my pint because there are drips from above that are landing into it um, uh, when you've run it race before the first thing you want to do is obviously do better than last time so even though I was the seventh male when I did the uh, race to the king in 2016 uh, the first half anyway the first marathon that is anyway um, I can't I can't count what I've just done against that because it's just four miles short it's bullshit um, so then I have the next target. The next target is to the only other double marathon weekend. I've done multiple double um, ultra weekends, but double marathon weekend I've done um, is race to the tower. 
So my second target uh, is, to, is to beat my Race to the Tower combined time. So I guess I'll, we'll just see, just see how that goes, really. Um, and then you've got the obvious ones. You know, I want to finish day one, um, which I've done, but it doesn't count. It's literally just a fucking training run. Um, I have to finish day two, because then that becomes 100 Marathon Club number 55. Um, Race to the King, therefore, has to count in its entirety rather than it's in its individual days. Um, other than that, I need to see how, you know, see how the day goes, you know. It's only three o'clock in the afternoon. I've already eaten twice, drunk multiple pints of beer, uh, laid out my um, sleeping bag and, and inflatable mat and everything. And I'm probably going to just, you know, record this, call a few people, have a nap. I mean, I was staying in a, the Comfort Inn, which is an oxymoron uh, in, um, in Arundel yesterday. Uh, it wasn't the best hotel I've stayed at. Um, and then I watched the England game, which wasn't the best best game I've seen. Uh, and then I had food, and it wasn't the best food I've had. So, uh, all in all, it's been a bit of a shambles. Um, the guys uh, back in London uh, ran the Camino, or the Lee Valley 50k. I know Kazza did it, JK, um, and, and I want to say Kyla, uh, and Lou did it. Um, I could have done that, but I assumed wrongly that this would be two marathons. But guess what? It isn't. It's just one. Okay, let's uh, calm down a little bit. Uh, that was a bit excitable. Uh, I thought I would actually record the whole thing um, whilst on site, uh, either at the beginning, end or, or middle of the race but uh, uh, as you'll discover during this podcast actually uh, only parts of it got recorded and given some of the swearing you can understand why and so this was it this was race number and I did say 55 earlier actually 100 marathon club number 56 uh, the race to the king which is the 19th and 20th of June 2021 it should have been two it should have been 56 and 57 what's that song to become one well it fucking sucks and it sucks in this context too as i've already mentioned basically there was a change in the route that change in the route therefore affected the actual total distance of day one uh, not the total distance of the whole race but the distance of day one which meant it didn't count um, i didn't realize this until much much nearer the time in fact during the race uh, when I was looking at the checkpoints and working out why the last checkpoint was only mile 23 but um, it is what it is uh, this race is one of the multiple races that are organized by the threshold event so I have completed uh, I completed race to the race to the king in 2016 it was alarmingly my first trail race now think about that uh, it was my first trail race I'd been, I'd been running for four years and I'd never run a trail race before. Um, it was also my fourth marathon. And the reason why I ran it uh, was because I'd signed up uh, in a sort of foolhardy way to run the Race to the Stones 100k the following month. I do have Race to the Stones following it this year, but for both of those races are multiple day for me this year, um, rather than one marathon and then the 100k. 
So I've been there before. I've also run Race to the uh, Race to the Tower, which was my first double marathon weekend, as well, again with with thresholds. So you know this wasn't uh, new to me. You know I'd been here before in many of the guises I'd run day one before I'd run overnight I'd stayed overnight and run it over two days before so this was kind of regurgitating five years ago so I I did have I did have uh, some targets as as I mentioned you know I wanted to finish the thing okay fine that's not hard should be able to do that one Uh, I wanted to finish day one Uh, I wanted to finish both days you know tick tick um, I wanted to finish day one, as I said before, earlier, earlier, faster than 2016. Um, because, you know, I just wanted to do better. However, uh, with it measuring three miles shorter, it kind of doesn't count. Um, and then I wanted to finish the whole race, the double marathon uh, combined uh, faster than I did race to the tower, which will then effectively become my double marathon weekend pb i also and this was never really on the cards wanted an individual trail marathon pb uh, which i'd got at another threshold event the uh, london revolution trails race a few years back but there were other people who uh, i knew that were running this not not the guys they were they were all in london doing their thing uh, at the camino you know everyone was hammered by hackney where there were other people that um, i hadn't met before that were doing this race one of them jade uh, jade bentley uh, very kindly with her husband gave me a lift to the start and from there it was pretty good i mean i was ready I was wearing a a Rockstar t-shirt from uh, the Rockstar clothing company, which I kind of liked. Um, I had ordered this hat from Fractal Running. Um, they took my money, said it would be here in 10 days, and then 25 days later, it still wasn't here. Uh, so I cancelled that order and just bought uh, a Sealer, Sealer, however you pronounce it. Uh, and... Um, and a 2XU hat, one for one day, one for the other, uh, because they were bright. One was yellow, one was orange, and I tend to disappear on races like this because I wear black and end up ninjuring the whole thing. So, as I mentioned in the sound bite earlier, um, they changed the start. I stayed in Arundel, as you would do for the start of this race, which begins normally at a farm just outside Arundel. But then things didn't work out. The farmer wanted it to be moved, and so we ended up starting at Goodwood, at the race course. This was fine. It was a far better location, to be honest. And from there, it was just running. I started day one, wearing my Nike road shoes. I believed, incorrectly, that the warm summer that we'd had for about three weeks uh, had baked the ground dry. I wasn't ready to uh, wear trail shoes, so I wore my roads. Now, the problem with this particular route from Arundel to Winchester uh, is it's it's on chalk, and therefore this could be quite slippery. There was a layer of mud... Uh, It rained 
almost constantly the week leading up to it. So whilst I was a little bit foolhardy and did slip and slide a bit, I just ticked those miles over, saw a few people. I decided not to stop at the checkpoints, which was fine. I didn't need to. I mean, the first 23 miles, I just sipped on my drinks. I had uh, I had creatine or Crea Max in one. I had uh, I had my SOS salt in the other one. So I was kind of managing my energy and my salt intake as well. And then it was done. I mean, honestly, the first half was simple. I arrived disappointed that I was three miles short, but it is what it is. You can't really change it. Got my tent, laid out my clothes for the next day, went and had some disgusting pasta and then a pretty good pizza. And then I made the mistake of trying to sleep. Now, the thing about trying to sleep in a tent surrounded perhaps by another 500 people in tents is that you can hear everything. The constant zip, zip, zip of people going to the toilet or going for a walk or whatever they're doing. The constant snoring. I mean, the thing is, the person might not even be in the tent next to you. They could be three tents away and you could still hear them snore. The farting other things that were slightly more dodgy and suspect and it made it really difficult to sleep when the noise finally died down at about midnight this happened So yes, the sleep, what I had of it, was either broken up by zips, farts, fucking or rain. Oh, and then there was Joe. Now, Joe Fraserwise and I have known each other for, I don't know, goodness knows, six years, maybe more, uh, based on races. Um, And she and her wife were were coming through. But um, Joe and I were talking earlier, uh, before the race, uh, about me being there and stopping halfway and then and then her coming through and me being there just in case she needed support um, but and I'm at halfway again just sitting here drinking another beer um, Joe Fraser Wise just came through uh, with her wife um, and basically uh, a phone I mean it's a technical day a technical issue day anyway my uh, my watch my chorus watch because i never back it up decided at 19 miles to suddenly turn itself off and say i'm not recording anymore go fuck yourself um so i had to research it whilst running uh and then delete all the existing data to reset it so i could use it again uh joe had a worse issue that her iphone um just turned itself off rebooted tried to do a restore um, and because she has no 4G, uh, we were trying to use our phones, or Kimberly and I were trying to use our phones, to um, allow her to to go to backup or something. Um, but she, it still doesn't work. I got a thumbs down from a minute ago, and she's she's on her way out. So she's doing the other 50k 
the last 30 miles um, without a phone. So that's without music, without tracking, without comms, uh, which is tricky. I mean, even if you're marching it and you are pretty stalwart, and I know Joe is, um, it's, it's, it's a tricky ask. Go fingers and toes crossed for her. So yes, uh, I, I couldn't help Joe. Uh, in the end, it turns out that she needed to, to go back and have her phone reset by Kimberly in the hotel. Whilst my watch, my watch was still a problem. Although it did get fixed in the end. So um, I've heard back from Coros regarding my watch. Um, basically, it's a fault. Um, not with not with my watch in particular, but in the design of the the Pace 2. Um, it has a very small hard drive, uh, which fills up very quickly, uh, because if you think it's got race data, so that's pace, elevation, uh, cadence, distance, GPS that works. And on top of that, it's also got your biometrics, so it's also got your heart rate and everything else. So I guess the issue is that it just fills up too quickly. So I heard back from Nicolas, um, who basically just said, you know, even with the firmware, um, that's the way it is. You just need to keep syncing it with your, with your laptop or, or phone or, you know, the Coros app on your phone. Um, and, and to be fair, it doesn't really affect me too much. I don't care about the storage. I don't care about keeping it, keeping the data. I don't use their apps. I don't use... Um, use their data anywhere else so I can, I'm happy to reset it but it's just annoying that it just literally stopped working at mile 19 uh, but noted lesson learned and next time out I will clear the fucker beforehand and all this before day two good morning good morning good morning everybody this is radio didn't sleep much uh <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, interesting. Um, it ended up being... Uh, uh, I don't know. I tried to sleep in the afternoon, but couldn't. Because everyone was talking. And then it got to, I don't know, about half nine, ten o'clock. And everyone was still talking. Uh, then there's a million zips. And I guess the issue is that, you know, sound travels... Farting, sleeping, snoring, zips. Uh, a few other things that sounded quite dodgy. Uh, but yeah, so... I think I managed to get a chunk of sleep. I mean, really, I think I slept between... Um, I don't know. Half nine, half ten. Then maybe between midnight and 1.30. And then between 1.30-ish and, and about 4.30 when I finally woke up because everyone else was getting up way too early. Um, but I'm up. Um, I had a bacon and hash brown roll and a cup of tea. And now it's just a case of waiting till six o'clock so we can get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah, I'm still really disappointed about it being, you know, day one, 23 miles. Day two, 29. Um, but it is what it is, I guess. And now to the to the meat of it. Day two was a 50k ultra after a 23-mile day one and a terrible night's sleep in a tent. 
It would have been difficult anyway, to be fair. I mean, it rained all night. The chalk was slippery. Uh, Keith, who is he's a local boy, uh, did warn us uh, that it would be like a sheet ice coming down Winchester Hill uh, on the chalk. And he wasn't wrong. I mean, I did see people slip over. I based on the torrential rain of the night before, decided that I would wear my trail shoes. I did take trail shoes, just not my Scott trail shoes. I made the mistake of taking a pair of on trail shoes that are waterproof. And what I didn't realise or didn't think about was the fact that because I'd spent the previous day on my feet wearing my Nike road shoes, that my feet had swelled overnight. And when I tried to cram them into my ons that I don't even remember the last time I wore them to be fair my feet were pinched squeezed uh, as I started running they they really did genuinely hurt to a point where at one point I stopped and took my insoles out so the shoes were had a little bit more room for my big trotters to fit in something else about the on uh cloud venture waterproof trail shoes is that if they're not muddy and these haven't been worn for several years uh, and they were clean and they are wet and you are running on road which we did for actually a bit a bit a bit i mean it wasn't a lot but certainly some of day two is they fucking squeak i mean they squeak constantly every footstop is eek Someone ran past me, and they were they were laughing, and I I, wonder, I asked them, you know, hi, how's it going? And they go, oh, we're just admiring your shoes. Um, and I took my earplugs out, and all I could hear was my fucking feet squeaking, which kind of made me paranoid. And I, I know I shouldn't I shouldn't have let it get to me, but it did mean that I suddenly spent more time running on the verge, or if there was any mud by the side of the road, I would run in that rather than on on asphalt or I would just turn my music up so I couldn't hear it uh, as far as day two went running wise though I, it was fine you know you run the downs you walk the ups you know you walk the flats if you're knackered there were bits where I just ran with a group uh, others when uh, I I just jogged it all out, jogged it, you know. My plan was kind of ruined for this whole weekend with the, the shortening of day one and an increasing in size of day two. Um, but I did still have that plan of finishing at Winchester Cathedral, getting my picture with a guy dressed as the eponymous king, uh, and beating my double marathon weekend time set uh, at Race to the Tower in, in 2018. And and that's what I did. I beat it by nearly two hours, which is impressive. What this did make me realise, though, um, was that I'm not a fan anymore of multi-day races with camping where you can't sleep. Um, I have Waste of the King, sorry, Waste of the Stones uh, next month. Um, I was supposed to have the Cotswold Way 100 uh, the following week, but decided that that's probably not wise. So what I've done is actually asked for that entry 
to be switched to the South Coast Challenge in September, the weekend where Hamburg will inevitably be cancelled. And so what I have now is two multi-day races uh, over the next few months. And one of them, though, will be hotel, race, hotel, race, hotel for the South Coast Challenge. I'm still undecided about what to do at Race to the Stones. I may do it one go, I might just do day one, but I have a feeling that I, I may not do the camping option again. Looking back, I am a little disappointed about Race to the King. I'm glad I did it. You know, it's 100 Marathon Club number 56 and 5th of 2021 so far in a little over eight weeks. I mean, I did it. Um, I've taken on a nutritionist, uh, Vicky, uh, who uh, Rachel used for the Grand Union Canal and Lewis is using for his Canal Ultra. And my aim with with Vicky is to lose 10 kilos by by the end of August and the end of my trail races, uh, as well as working out some way that I can I can maintain uh, or, or maintain sort of energy reserves over longer races or over multiple races that are close together um, rather than getting spent. I also got a 50k training plan from world record holder for the track. 24-hour uh, race, uh, Western States, Comrades and Two Oceans uh, winner and US track and field champion Camille Heron. Uh, so I have a plan. Uh, I just haven't really started it yet. What race the king sort of came too soon in both my nutrition and my, my training uh, plans. Uh, a week in, I really didn't have time for the nutrition to, to make a difference and 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 the plan I haven't really started started using it yet so I am disappointed in myself uh, I could have done better uh, I didn't I did like I said beat beat my uh, overall weekend double marathon time uh, I did get to 100 marathon club number 56 but the rest of it was just it was just endurance so that was that. And next up, I'll be doing the Serpent Trail 50, whilst Lewis does the Serpent Trail 100. This was one of my favourite trail races of a few years ago, and I cannot wait to hit it again in two weeks' time. And I believe that nutrition may have made a difference by then. Peace out.